I got a question for you. Yes. So, if your hand washing outside the toilet and your head scratching before you go into the toilet, what are you doing when you're in the toilet? What? Utopian. <laughs> Hello. Um, welcome to Potter Who Casts. We're talking about Doctor Who and everything else. I'm David, and um, ooh, there's a strange ooh. thing. I just, I just felt a chill go through my body right now. Just, ooh, just uh, from that, just, ooh, oh no, oh. There's a weird thing going on right now. There's like a, um, like, because I, I see your name on the screen and it's like flashing ooh. up. Um. I C H E L, and it's reminding me of like this this phrase that I heard ages ago. Well, which, it it's yeah. funny because I'm uh, I'm Michelle, of course, but I'm looking at your name, David, and it's reminding me of that thing we heard back in the gridlock episode. That message yeah. that was don't arbitrarily visit individuals named David. Who and also don't arbitrarily visit individuals who at the who's in brackets don't remember the name of Thomas Tank Engine Trains. That rest of that's in brackets as well. Yes, um, which yes. we haven't gotten hate mail over yet, but we will. Um, yes, yeah, so we're talking about Utopia today. Um, broadcast. We are talking about Utopia. I mean, for for yeah. for this to be a correct episode, I would have to come in by uh, hanging on to the outside of the TARDIS and yelling. Which, by mm-hmm. the way, it's really disappointing that they didn't have. A little jack on the outside of the TARDIS throughout the intro. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? Just yeah. I mean, like they did like the the self shaded little TARDIS for the Infinite Quest as well. Mm-hmm. Why why couldn't they just like throw in like a little little, little barman on there? Um, I'm not gonna make metaphor a joke. for what Doctor Who is today, where John Barman refuses to like. <laughs> um. So this was broadcast on the sixteenth of June, two thousand seven. Uh, summer was in full swing. Uh, we were about, we were in between, I don't know, there's probably some song that came out that year. I'll play it later on. Yeah, there um, is. Well, I woke up to the today. Yeah, the song, the song remix. Of the pit bevel was like, yes, I woke up today and I did it. We need to get Pitbull to do a remix of that song. Dolly. Um, Dolly. Uh, exterminate Mr. Worldwide. Uh, written by Russell the Davies, T Davies, and directed by Cream Harper. Um, to do a quick gist, because I think we have a lot to say. Yes. Um, the quick gist yes. is that the Doctor, Martha, and Jack, who's jumped onto the TARDIS after being in a morgue for like 8,000 months, uh, end up at the end of the universe because Jack knocked the TARDIS around. Uh, but jumping onto it, he kind of dropped off course. And uh, they find the last vestiges of humanity building a rocket that's huge, it's a big rocket, uh, out of a lot of scraps of metal to go to this planet called Utopia, which has been calling out to them through messages and stuff. I've been like, come, come to Utopia, you'll, you'll be safe here. Uh, meanwhile, there's cannibals who are trying to take them out. Um, anyway, it turns out that the, prof- the old professor who's helping to build the rocket is actually secretly... Uh, the master, who's the doctor's, which they never and, did again in the show's they, history. Yeah, 
do like they the, never like, did it again. Do you like disguises? And then he, yeah, uh, look at the um. But anyway, I, I mean, I know we're like seven years away from that one, but I still, I love the, do you still like disguises? <laughs> <laughs> you need a disguise when you're someone's former prime minister. That, I wish they didn't spoil that. I mean, again, um, this is an app that we're yeah, talking about seven I, years in the future, but I what, wish they didn't yeah, spoil that. What happened there and what happened here as well, actually, is the sun, the paper that no one likes caught wind of Sims casting and then announced in the paper he'd be the master and that Jacoby would regenerate at the end of the episode as the master. Um, Which is the first of two occasions that that has happened, that the master has been spoiled with the same with the same master, by the the same paper across the, what, 10 years ish, maybe 11 years. I mean, we, we both agree that um, this is a twist the show has done several times, and every mm-hmm. passing time, <laughs> it has even let more diminishing returns. I mean, mm-hmm. not just the this person is actually the master twist, but also the this and the enemy of the season is actually uh, a classic monster or a monster you've seen before twist. And every time they do it, it gets less and less good. <laughs> I mean, like next year, I think next year's one is pretty good because they don't really make a big deal. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, uh, Davros is just kind of here now. Yeah. Whereas like when, when you get into like, um, oh yeah, it turns out that the villain in this, what could have been a cool episode is actually the lone Cyberman and he's here to, I don't know, walk around. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I we know will. some people like I that. I mean, one. even Moffat um, used to do this. So, I mean, let's not let's not throw all of the let's not just mm-hmm. throw Chibno under the bus because let's not forget season seven. the The twist is that it's Richard E. Grant. He's the bad guy. Uh, Doctor oh, Richard E. Grant. I can't can't really get to that. Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doctor Who. Uh, who? Who? Do you want to be fun before mm-hmm. we even get into the rest of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably I should something I should mention next week more than this week. But um, that someone pointed out to Russell that Ma- that Mr. the name Mister Saxon was an anagram of Master Number Six, and Russell re- Russell was like, I actually didn't realize that at all when I was when I was writing this. It turns out it's like a fun coincidence. No, it should be it should be Russell the the photo of Russell with the glasses down, him going, <laughs> you think. <laughs> You think? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got. I think we got to address a couple of things first and foremost. Mm-hmm. One is that the st- the skies are made of diamonds. Um, that's an important thing to note, especially mm-hmm. when you're when you're thinking about this one. Another important thing to note is that uh, they almost get the future kind of quad bikes and they didn't and to cowardly move because if they're, no. if they're on quad bikes doing the cool quad bikes, skills, you know, you could, could get like, not George, actually the guy who plays the main future kind guy, the guy who's like human, um, has been in, he has been in every single show we're covering except for K9. Um, which wow. Is, which is kind of fun. He's, he's like their kind of main, like he's kind of like their Doug Jones in terms of like, if you like a big kind of, you know, bulky kind of monster guy. You get him in to do like the big, the big guns. Um, mm-hmm. 
I guess the other thing we should talk about really is uh, what we've alluded to, which is the structure of this episode. Um, like in the past, we've had episodes, like the episodes before the finale, like Boomtown and uh, the Undisputed Champion. Actually, not anymore, but the former Undisputed Champion of the, of the show, uh, Fear Her, were both kind of filler before you, got, you like launch into the finale, you get like a breathing a breathing room. Whereas mm-hmm. here, it I think it it is kind of, I don't think it's as like deceptive and as sly as people make it out to be because there's definitely like from you know the first minute you definitely get hints so of like there's something going on here that we're not like we're not getting a full explanation for. But um, mm-hmm. I think the the way it goes about for in the twist in i think is is pretty good pretty solid um it it is it is a great twist because if you stopped the episode halfway through before uh they revealed the master twist you could probably have uh like you know you could easily have somebody be like oh i think the twist is that actually the Professor Yara is a future kind, and that's what's going to be revealed, you know? You could easily have somebody guess that. It's not as obvious that it is the master. And so, there is a version of this episode where the, the twist is that he's a future kind, and nothing bad happens, but they actually go and take it and make a very surprising reveal, and make a kick-ass cliffhanger. Uh, and it helps as well that uh, Jacoby sells both like the gradual build up and then the the flip into the master very very well. Yeah, Jacoby um, is uh, Jacoby and Joe Martin and uh, John Hurt are the uh, why couldn't we get more of them class? <laughs> because you watch them and you're like, why can't we get more of them? <laughs> They're really good. Uh, and then Nick Briggs comes in. <laughs> hello. Said more. He says hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I can help you. <laughs> uh. I'm looking for. He's like a drug. He's like a drug dealer. <laughs> like you want more drug, Jacoby? I got your Jacoby right here. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to the eventual Joe Martin uh, big finish that we're gonna get. Um, not so much the eventual really bad Derek Jacoby impersonator we're gonna get for the War Master once they run out of time with, Jer- with Mr. Jacoby. Um, don't don't even think. Don't uh, even don't. I don't want to think uh, about that. The <sighs> Like, I I do think this is maybe the best episode we've covered, um, just on like a complete level. Um, like this, like Murray Gold's going off, uh, Jacoby's going off. The plot kind of zips on a good base, but they also one thing I realized watching this, that I always kind of overlook. And I said it to you like a while ago, it's that you kind of tend to forget, like with all the kind of you know who are about like oh. Ten is the best master and all kind of, best. Ten is the best doctor, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you kind of tend to forget that Tennant is really good at playing the doctor, and like here, like this week is like just him knocking out of the park. Like mm-hmm. he's got it down to like a, a exact science, and it's so fun to watch him just kind of zip about being like, you know, this that this that. Although, and like as well, like the reaction he has to when Martha's like, you know, he has a watch, and he just completely like explodes like Ops. it's yeah. like that depends on what time lord he is you know mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, it was like, I hope it's romana i hope it's romana <laughs> i think he's he like romana 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 <laughs> i'll take barisa i'll take barisa please barisa <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It would be really funny if he was like, my name is Romana too. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Peter Cushing. And then it, it just flashes. <laughs> it, like, <laughs> it, would, it would actually be, I feel like that, I feel like that's what Russell's going to do. You know, who's the next doctor? We digitally revived Peter Cushing. <laughs> they got the Rogue One file and they, they put a little mustache on this, sent it out in this way. Um, I, I'm pretty sure somebody at somewhere in the Doctor Who offices, when they saw Rogue One, they went, hmm. Oh, they, hmm. they definitely did. I'm, I'm, um, I've said before, I would not be surprised if by the end of the decade we get like a, a shot where there's like digital recreations of Hartnell, Trout, and Bertwee. Um, and hopefully not, but maybe Tom Baker as well. Um, I, I do think we're getting to the point where they're going to start throwing in like CG doctors um, for these kind of things. Like we got we got the the JPEG doctors at the end of Day of the Doctor. <laughs> no, there's, there's only like this the only way is up at this point. To be honest. The JPEG doctors is the uh, gift doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but the, the the thing is, I just, I, I just, I, I just wanted to recast them. You know, it's like it works so well for the first one. Just recast them. You know, it's like I know, but the problem is, like, I think they, like, because I, I actually watched um, Adventures in Space and Time again this morning, and Ooh. like Bradley is like is just like, indescribably good, undescribably good in that in that episode, in that thing. But I just, I don't think he's that good as as. That's twice upon a time. Yeah, I th- I just don't think he he works in that at all. So I'm worried. I I, I don't think that Richard Smith would work as like Trouton. I know that they they, are, they have like the Trouton sons as the second Doctor. This is where you get Harry Melling to finally come in and t- and take his rightful place as the latest Trouton to be in Doctor Who, even though he's been the big finish before. But like he has to Harry Melling. Yeah. Hold on, let me check. I mean, I know who you're talking about. You're yeah, talking he, about Dudley. Yeah, he's but, a, he's Troughton's. I think it's it's a grandson or grand. I think it's grandson or grand nephew. Holy shit! You are actually right. Yeah. You know what? That's not. Oh my god! Actually, <laughs> you shaggy his hair up a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! <laughs> what a revelation! What a fucking revelation! <laughs> he's like he's like a background character in one big finish where he's just. Like, which is kind of fun from like 2015, right before he hitched his ride into the Cohen train and became a character actor again. Um, good, good for him, you know, good for him. He Never, should be in worse. Uh, he should be, he should, is he in uh, <laughs> is he in uh, Oppenheimer? <laughs> I hear if you if you if you join the SAG, you get a you get cast in Oppenheimer. <laughs> I actually have heard rumors, um. That uh, Creed, Creed himself, John Bell, is playing, uh, is <laughs> reprising his role as Creed in uh, in Oppenheimer. Can I just say it is very strange? It, I'm not quite sure here on because Creed is, of course, the second in a kind of long line of uh, Blue Peter contest winners for the revival. It is very strange. That he, like, uh, no offense, because I'm sure he's good. That he's, he's gone on to have like an actual career in acting and like actual yeah. movies like because usually you'll get these kind of people who do who like win these competitions and they're in like maybe like one other thing and then they become a lawyer or something but like if he if he if john bell becomes like a i gotta make sure his name is john bell i guess an oscar yeah 
they're going to they're be like, oh yeah, he he began his career as a blue pier contest winner on an episode of Doctor Who, where he said the the skies are mere diamonds, but then was made into a, a homicidal ball next week. Um, I, I mean, uh, talk about humble origins. Humble, exactly. Um, it's just like speaking of uh, kind of fun origins. Um, did you know that Derek Jacoby, uh, the reason he's in this episode is that is that he ran into Phil Collins in a restaurant one night, and he was like, you know, my dream has been to has been to be in two shows. Coronation Street and Doctor Who. So could you find me a role? <laughs> and they're like, like, well, maybe. Well, also one that he forgot to scream the Shalka where he plays the master again. Uh, yeah. But two, like, what a world given as well as uh, um, John Sim. Like, great, great casting on both and a great kind of roles to have for them both. Um, the thing of a thing that we're also forgetting Chan, though, is oh. uh, is Chanto. Chanto, though. Chanto, though. Uh, shout out to Peter, friend of the show, past and future guest, uh, big Chanto stan. Uh, Stanto, you might say. Chanto. Um, Ch- Chanto. Chanto, though. Chanto, though. Um, we, w- we will, of course. Oh, Chanto is yeah. just a, a really good example of like a solid side character that gets. It's such. It's. It's really good writing that they introduce her and she has a squirk. You know, she says mm-hmm. Chan, though, at the end of everything. And then they have Martha be like, why do you say that? And she's like, well, because if you don't, it's kind of nasty. You know, you should say it. And then she swears on, ca- on camera and, and they, they got away with it. They, they get away with, with her saying, yeah. saying Chanto. Or she says no, doesn't she? But yeah. it's... <laughs> she said no and she's like, laughs. It's just like, it's such a good little moment that makes her deaf. All the worst because you watch that and, you, and she dies and then you go, oh no! But I like her. <laughs> I actually did like her. Why did she die? So the whole so it's 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 a really good example of like you know using that whole like quirk thing. Mm-hmm. And of course we will we will meet uh, Chipo Chong again in a couple of couple of years um, mm-hmm. in Turn Left. Uh, and we discussed her last week because she's the voice of the Icarus 2 in Sunshine, which uh, 42, of course, famously kind of uh, kind of tripped over. Not Well, not last week, but a couple of mm-hmm. uh, What else? Uh, by the way, uh, Chanta yeah. was part of a category in the TARDIS Wiki called the Master's Assistance. So <laughs> a category which includes Bill Potts, Dr. Chang and uh, Clara Oswald. Uh, well, another master's assistant. Um, we've already done the John Bell, but I can't go back to I can't go back to the John Bell. Well, um, the well, is there a talk? Well, there's a lot of things to talk about. I suppose we should talk about Jack. Um, we of course have, have the benefit of seeing him wake up from his kind of seventh Doctor Tehu sequence. Well, Siri just turned on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Siri. Siri, <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Siri's like, say my name. <laughs> um, Siri. <so. laughs> exactly. Uh, watch Siri, reborn. Um, 
What was he even saying? Oh, yeah. If so Alexa seen... can get a younger, stronger <laughs> body, so can I. Um, we were just, we just saw Jack in his uh, seventh Doctor Tehu sequence coma, where he had the kind of silver face paint on after the worst, worst kind of final fight he'll ever have in his life. Uh, and he's already sprinting and jumping on. He's, it's an interesting way of bringing him back into the fold. And he is, I suppose they do actually like, they, like it is kind of interesting to think about the fact that like there's an episode over 10 years after this, where there's a secret reveal midway through involving a time Lord and like a fab watch where Jack pops back into the episode briefly mm-hmm. to give information and how, again, and not to harp on the episode because I, I do think it has benefits, but how kind of drastically awkward it feels there compared to here. Um, but I, I, I think they justify having Jack in this because it could have easily been like, you know, one step too many in one direction. Uh, that's what makes you beautiful. But the, uh, the thing about Jack in this episode is that uh, there's a scene where a guy completely disintegrates in his little hazmat suit. And it's one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I love it for him. Uh, and Jack has to replace him, but he doesn't get the disintegrate, which is a step down, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, you know, I guess my question about Jack is, how does this fit within... Um Within Torchwood, you know, because they don't even mention Torchwood. He's not even like, yeah, I just come off like twelve episodes of my fucking own spinoff. Doctor Effects been asking. <laughs> they they t- they do to their credit mention Torchwood next week because um because the Doctor's like, how how could you have brought back Torchwood? And he's like, well, you know, you, you weren't there, Doctor. Um, my my, <laughs> I just <laughs> I just saw. A HBO Max promo art where it's um, it's Khaleesi from Game of Thrones, uh, Ben Affleck Batman, uh, Gal Gadot Wonder Woman, uh, Morpheus, uh, the Thirteenth Doctor, and Conan O'Brien just kind of standing around. <laughs> just the gang's all back together. <laughs> the gang's all here. <laughs> When's Conan gonna be in Doctor Who? That's gonna happen um, soon. Actually, I wish that would happen. <laughs> this is one of those. I mean, this is add that to the list of things we jokingly pitched that we actually would see happen right next to the Nixon box set and <laughs> I mean, in the Rodney Dangerfield box set. I would actually like to see that. <laughs> I would very much like to see that. You get like a get, get like an episode where the doctors is doing like the late night circuit throughout the, the history. Like you got the doctor, you got like their terrible first doctor impersonator going on Carson. You mm. got uh, <laughs> you, you got Tim Trailer going on, and no, maybe Tim Trailer goes on Letterman. He, he just the box to- set series, <laughs> yeah. the, the the late night uh, anecdote series where the doctors talking about parking with fucking Richard Richard Harris and mm-hmm. no. Wait, out. who's that next to the the thirteen doctor in that promotion? I cannot cannot make out who that is. The shoulder looks familiar, but I can't figure out whose shoulder it is. It's the master. <laughs> <laughs> if the doctor can get an HBO Max <laughs> promo, so can I. But the master ends up in the one with like Jimmy Fallon and 
know. Oh, I found a, a funny expanded version. Do you want to guess who it is? Oh, who is it? No, just tell me. It's uh, Thandwa Newton in uh, Westworld. Westworld. And oh, then okay, that makes sense. The the friends are next to her, and then Big Bird's <laughs> behind the friends. And then forget I- the fuck, fuck the talk show box set. I want to see the friends box set. There's a, 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 a thing of Elmo walking towards camera, which was very threatening. Um, I'll, I'll show you right now. Uh, it's, it's the most threatening Elmo has ever looked in Elmo's short life. <laughs> oh my god, that promotion looks awful. It's terrifying. Where HBO meets so much more. Tweety, the South Park kids, Scooby Doo, and the Gremlins are coming to kick your fucking ass. Ugh. You got Aquaman and Godzilla hanging out behind them as well. All the way in the back. Uh, None of these look yeah. like in their same universe. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Um, Rick and Morty. Issa Rae just in the middle, like, I'm here too. And over in the back, everybody's favorite Harry Potter character. <laughs> That photo, Eddie Redmayne. That photo of Scooby Doo looks absolutely cursed as well. Look at the look at the, the perspective of Scooby's paws on that on that poster. That's just yeah. Just take I mean, a minute to look at, at the the absolutely horrifying perspective. The, they've, yeah. they've put Scooby in here. Um, it's Scooby Doo this shit, as the other Doctor Who would say. Uh, what else? Yeah, talk. But I mean, out of all the Miyazaki characters to put here, why not put? <laughs> Everyone else but Chihiro just standing behind Cartman. <laughs> She's just like, I am here too. And she's standing right next to the to um Regina King from Watchmen, like Regina King, Shihiro are gonna kick ass this summer. I mean the one that's most unintentionally funny to me, and I'm sorry for this digression into a fucking HBO Max com- a prom- promo of the picture. It's uh unintentionally funny, it's the Will Smith and Dorothy. <laughs> It looks like he's saying, like, it looks, it does look kind of awkward. Um, the one that gets me from this promo picture is Conan, still, is still just truly Conan. It's like the doctor in the cave. Look, look, it's because Conan looks so miserable and like just like so, it looks like a bit from like Conan rather than like an actual, actual promo image and the little Lego minifix. Um, I, I feel like that's a face Conan would make if you explain Doctor Who to him. <laughs> he would just look at you like that. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about, and I will never remember this. Um, let's, let's, let's look at some other stuff. Um, what you call... Let's see. Uh, yeah, um, I'm just looking at my, my, my notes here. Um, they, I have yeah, something to yeah. say. Uh, well, I'm just chewing it. on my my well, breakfast. Why don't you say it? Hold on, I'm chewing on my breakfast. Well, I'll t- well, while you're chewing, I'll let you know that. Um, swashbuckle your seatbelts. Yeah, swashbuckle your seatbelts, <laughs> and also here comes my comment. <laughs> I finished. Uh, um, so I think there's a really fantastic scene in this episode, which is the scene where Jack is talking to the doctor. The doctor's talking to Jack while he's doing like the whole fucking video game side quest and uh, Martha and Chanto and Yana are listening in which is a scene that works on like seven layers because on one layer you've got just them explaining finally why Jack is immortal you know and why the doctor left Jack behind 
And on the other, you kind of got this conclusion of Jack's arc from Torchwood, which actually that scene made me more excited to watch Torchwood season two than any of Torchwood season one. <laughs> and uh, and then you also got Martha figuring out what happens to Rose because they, they, they got that quick cut when they mentioned Rose and Martha just goes like, oh, Rose. And then on top of all of that, you've got Yana figuring out he's the monster and it's like such a great scene and it works so well and it kind of represents all that i like about this episode you know it's just a very tight paced tight knit really well written piece of uh doctor who which it needs to be because it has no ending right at mm-hmm. the end it cuts to continue to be continuing it would be kind of fun if um jack had just kept mentioning like doctor who phrases to the doctor uh, and Yana are like really like you know, like going to full Mel Brooks, like tearing his hair out, like doing like Looney Tune kind of movements. If Jack had been like you know, and Shada, and also Owen Harper, <laughs> and uh, and also Abaddon, and Billis Manger, and Candyman, and Nicholas Briggs, and then Nicholas Briggs could have popped up and be like, "That's me." And then we could have gotten, you know, Canon Nicholas Briggs instead of Rick, whatever, and fucking children. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, the, yeah, it's a, I think it's a really good episode. I, I do think it is maybe their best episode, but I also do think that it's very much part one of three. And it maybe doesn't stick the landing that this one sets up. But we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it kind of, yeah, it kind of, not so much uh, skims the runway, but rather kind of gradually drifts into the runway, but it gets delayed by a lot of wind, if you can, if you like playing metaphors. Um, mm-hmm. the, the thing about the future kind is that they have sharp teeth and they like running around. Mm-hmm. And we, we have no choice but to stand, even if they cause mischief and mayhem. You know, they're doing their bit. Um, Crete's doing his bit. Uh, the big rocket with all the panels is doing its bit as well. Uh, Chanto is doing her bit, though. Uh, I don't know there's a hand in a jar. We, we we do like the hand in the jar. Apparently, the hand in the jar was originally going to be found on the roof of a news agent after it got cut off of Tenet's arm. Uh, very grateful it didn't do any flashbacks to the embarrassing stuff after that happens in the episode um, or to show a war criminal in the shape of Harry Jones when that happened um, the hand in the jar is still there uh, I don't know, there's a very terrifying visual effect towards the end when John Sims face becomes like a I don't know what it even looks like it looks like a blade it's like a strange mix between like uh the, I mean that's the, it it literally looks like uh John Sim is imprinting himself on top of Derek Jacobi. Yeah, <laughs> the mouth, the way his mouth like kind of contorts is just so strange and so weird. Um Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really else that I have to say about this one other than and watch this space next week for parts two and three of the story. Um, boom, 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 boom. I guess, and boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, boom, boom, boom. boom. You know, that one is uh, mm. 
You know, no, you know I, what I mean? I mean, I have what? I was gonna say, well, I read a score is a, at the start where they mix the torture theme in with like like standard Doctor Who music. Uh huh. It's a really nice bit of music. What are you gonna say? Yeah, I was gonna say that the boom, 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 boom is uh literally the uh the arc that I mean, <laughs> the sound of drums has always been like my least favorite of the RTD arcs, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. how it it's held up after all these years because I've always found it to be like we fucking get it. He hears the fucking drums. That's it. You stop playing the fucking drums. <laughs> even when even when the music started playing this episode, which is an amazing music. I was already going like, oh my god, please not again. <laughs> oh, the scream as well that he lets out when he regenerates is so so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have anything else to say. I want to quiz you on something, but like I'll look mm-hmm. it up quickly. You want to stall for time for like two seconds? Will I? Uh, you want to quiz me? Yeah, but I need you, I need you to stall for time because I need to look it up. I'm, I'm quizzing you on. Um, uh, Abba dabba 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 said the monkey to. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, because I'm going to quiz you on uh, Blue Peter contests. But mm-hmm. I was scrolling through the TARDIS wiki page. I, sc- I saw the phrase uh, Faction Paradox standing in the Blue Peter garden. I had to stop and just read like two seconds. I need to know, <laughs> what, <laughs> know what was happening. Um, so there were many Blue Peter uh, contests for Doctor Who. Um, I don't think they really do them anymore, but in the past they were, you know, they were very prevalent. Um, do you remember what the first one for New Who was? It's the guy who did the 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 the, the monster for Love and Monsters, right? Yeah. Do you remember what the second one was? John Bell. John Bell. Do you remember what the third one was? I do not. It was designing a TARDIS console that would appear in... uh, Oh, The Doctor's Wife. Yes. Uh, And there is another one. I think... I don't think it was a Blue Peter one. There's another contest where people had to design instruments for the Paternoster Gan to use um, that they use in like, I think they use in Deep Breath uh, but I'm not sure if that was like just Doctor Who in general or if that was Blue Peter or if that was Doctor Who magazine or something um, mm-hmm. You should do that again yeah, They should design, design a costume for Dan <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, Design a monster that uh, Big Finish Dan then, fights Yeah, and then Big Finish can make a box out of uh, design the, the cover Peter for, box set. Design the cover for the Richard Nixon tape box set. Um, <laughs> Stuart Milligan will show up and, and announce the winner. What if I write just like three random like taglines, uh, story <laughs> ideas for the Nixon box set, and just reveal them on the uh, wrap up? What if I do that? You might as well. You might as well. I um, should. Uh, the special guests in the wrap up can uh, give their opinion on which one's the best. Because um, after all, they were involved with the show, so they they'll know um, which ones. And and look, we can uh, do you want to give like a little more reveal that they have been involved in Big Finish as well. They they've recorded a few um, Big Finish box sets recently, mm. um, so they can they can pick it up, um, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. So I want to ask you a question. 
Um, yes. Because I've heard the sky is made of diamonds. But what about, mm-hmm. what about the podcasts? Well, I know a place where you can find a few podcast diamonds, and that's uh, Diamonds in the Rough, and that's FriendlyMush.com. FriendlyMush.com. You can find uh, a bunch of amazing podcasts there, podcasts about Doctor Who, Scooby-Doo, MTV Movie Awards, X-Files, and so much more. Uh, what about Neil Diamond? Uh, unfortunately, that podcast has been delayed because Neil Diamond oh. himself wants to appear in wow. the <laughs> in the uh, the podcast. Isn't it? So a, we're still booking him. Isn't it a podcast about anime though? I didn't think Neil Diamond was was into anime. Oh yes, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, um, <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> My own podcast. Um, uh, I don't know if he did, but I I, I don't know. Excuse me. Um, next time. I've got this tuned into the government wavelength so we can follow what Saxon's doing. Yeah, I meant about my family. Still says the Jones family taken him for questioning. Tell you what, though, no mention of Leo. He's not as daft as he looks. I'm talking about my brother on the run. How did this happen? Uh, next time should just yeah. be. Next time should be just, I don't know, Sharon Osbourne saying, I'm voting Saxon. And then McFly being like, Saxon's the one for us. That, that's a fun little clip. Um, we should go on the Neil Diamond song. Um, does, does he well, have, I woke up today. <laughs> does Neil Diamond have any songs that sound like the word Creech? Um I gotta be honest with you. I have no idea who Neil Diamond is. You don't know Neil? Oh, Michelle. No. You gotta listen to Neil Diamond's uh, speak. I'm, I'm an improv master, man. You gotta listen to... Uh, <gasps> master. Speak... <gasps> <laughs> I, 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 did, I did look a master their master doctor at the improv master of improv and then it's it's uh it's like a comedy club that you're in that's flying to the plane and the doctor's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> you're you're like hey um you gotta listen to forever in blue jeans and uh i am i said and um i mean you've seen um you've seen once upon a time in hollywood yes uh, Brother Loves Traveling Salvation Show is a Neil Diamond song that plays in that movie. Um, None of those words made any sense to me, it's, sorry. It's, it's like a hot August night. Nope. Um, sweet Caroline. It's like, Sweet Caroline. Wah, wah, wah. Good times. Nope. Jesus Christ, Michelle. Uh... <laughs> Forever in blue jeans. The like money talks. It don't sing a dance and it don't walk. No. Um, I'm a believer. You know, I'm a believer anyway. That I thought love was only true. Oh, I do know that one. Yeah, he wrote that. Um, well, he wrote he wrote like most of the monkeys' music. Um, wow. Uh, there's another one. He was. Uh, he, of course, famously sang uh, Red Red Wine, which Ubi 40 uh, covered. Um, he was in the Jazz Singer remake. Uh, he, was, he was in Saving Silverman. He's in... Uh, he wrote... Let's see. Where is the best in Neil Diamond? Uh... Wonder how good he is. He had a greatest album in 1968 when he just started out. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll go out with uh, we'll go out with Holly, not Holly Holly. Um, uh, the essential Neil Diamond, Michelle. I want you to pick a number between one and one and thirty-five. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay, and on nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. Uh, pick another. <laughs> pick another number. <laughs> one and thirty-five. To twelve. Twelve. Um. Yeah. Okay. We'll go up Holly, Holly then. Um. You know. What? Look. You know what? I'm. I'm putting my foot in. We're going out with "I am." I said. It's a good song. Um. So lock the gates. I am. I said. Uh. Neil Diamond will be in the Nixon box tapes. The box tape? Yeah, no, the Nixon box set. The Nixon tapes box set. Uh, box tapes. The box Nixon tapes box set. Box tapes. Boxer yeah. tapes. Oh, please, because they're getting... Boxer tapes. I am not a crook. I am not a master. Doctor, you gotta... Uh, I don't know. I I can't improv this character. Uh, uh, what's the point in being alive? Uh, okay. Splash buckle your seatbelts and lock the gates. sunshines most of the time and the feeling is laid back palm trees grow and rents are low but you know keep thinking about making my way back well I'm New York City born and raised but nowadays I'm lost between two shores It's fine, but it ain't home New York's home, but it ain't mine no more I am myself To no one there And no one heard at all Not even the chair I cried 